song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keys, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or the Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rebound, brothers. The revolution will be live. Hello everyone, it is your host of Proverbs and Politics. My name is Shay. We are back with another episode. I know it has been a while, but I am so excited um, about today's episode. I'm just really excited to just be back talking to y'all. Um, this has been a topic that has really just been on me within the past few months. The past couple of months, I would say about a month and a half or two months since I've last talked to y'all. You know, I never want to give y'all content that is not straight downloaded from the holy spirit um and there's been a lot of different topics i've gone through but i feel like this one we should most discuss this one is capitalism um you can tell by the title of the video we are talking about america um and america's god which is money more so more specifically the principality of mammon that's why this episode is titled one nation under mammon so this episode is going to be more short sweet and straight to the point um i feel like it's really direct so we're not going to be as long-winded as last episode or the episodes before that <laughs> hopefully <laughs> um but yeah i'm super excited to be back in the lab with y'all um so i hope you guys have had some self-peace and you guys are taking care of yourselves through all of this through everything that's going on in the world um we see that currently america is experiencing a spike in COVID cases i pray that wherever you are you guys are being safe you guys are taking necessary precautions please wash your be washing your hands still i can't believe i gotta tell grown folks that but baby you, you never know um make sure you're wearing your mask if you are traveling i know that in America, um, there's still interstate travel is still allowed. Just make sure, you know, when you're on the planes, you're taking necessary precautions, wiping down your seat, seat belts, um, wearing your mask, all that great stuff. Uh, and just we all should be doing our part. I know that America thrives off of in individualism, which is kind of a one man for itself. But the reason why so many other countries we've seen, even, you know, places like Italy or China, you know, where the virus originated, where all that stuff spiraled out of control, it was because um, people saw it as a communal effort. So please shift your perspective as it pertains to this virus as well. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys are being safe. Protests are still going on. Um, Black Lives Matter protests, people are in New Orleans, people are protesting, you know, obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so people have lost their jobs. I see people out on the sh out on the streets, like blocking landlords from filing um, eviction paperwork. People are, you know, fighting for the lives of um, people who are who identify in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, this thing has literally spiraled into something bigger than us. So I also pray that all of you guys, if you 
you're participating in those or even if you are not participating but you are just avidly doing the work of spreading information donating um if you have taken on the role as an educator during these times as far as it pertains to how capitalism and racism intertwine how we um need to defund as a means to abolish uh policing because we know that we live in an inherently violent cruel and racist police state so forth all of that stuff i commend you i thank you and i just really hope you guys are being safe i hope that you guys are taking necessary measures to keep your peace of mind um i can testify and say that it's been extremely hard um you know just within this time like the world feels like it's in hell like we y'all it literally feels like the world is on fire uh and, and it can feel like you know we're hopeless and we're helpless and so also of course prayers please prayers to all of those in lebanon as well people in yemen like there's just so much going on please go and look where you can donate if possible like i said just try to spread as much factual truthful information to people keep yourselves informed but do not overwhelm yourselves um but yeah, I had to say all that because I know so much, so much, so much has happened since we have had a chance to talk. But yeah, I'm just praying for you guys. Please be praying for me if you pray to Jesus. Um, and amen. And if you don't, you know, just think about me every once in a while. Uh, maybe. Anywho, but yeah, so we're just going to jump right into this episode. Of course, One Nation Under Capitalism. Why that title? First of all, America's, what is it? The Pledge of Allegiance? Um, our Pledge of Allegiance in it says one nation under God, indivisible, um, with liberty and justice for all. However, if you are in any minority community, any disenfranchised community, you know that that is not necessarily true as it pertains to your experience living in America. Whether that be living in America as a woman, um, especially as a as a black indigenous or woman of color. Uh, if you are, if you are gay, if you are trans, if you are queer, um, non-gender conforming, etc. If you, like I said, are a part of any minority, if you are a part of any group that is not rich, white, middle class and above, you know what it's like to be disenfranchised, even poor white people. But of course, whiteness gives a perspective of, or gives a lens, uh, still whiteness, even to poor white people. Um, whiteness gives a certain level of privilege even then. Um, but like I said, if, if you are poor, whatever, whatever minority community you may fall into under, then you know that this country is not really built for you, wasn't built for you, and it does not work for you like every, like it, it, it does for those of privileged parties. So I say all that to say, um, I decided one nation under mammon because, we like to pretend and we like to live in this fantasy world, especially evangelical Christians, even, you know, charismatic or black or black Christians. Um, those who may fall under the more traditional charismatic uh, category, not saying that all of them do, but some of us have become complacent and we have bought into this lie that uh, the United States is a Christian, is a God fearing country. When in reality, because, you know, we like to say, oh, well, our founding fathers were, uh, x y and z when in reality a lot of those men were not christians you can be a professing christian but if you do not bear fruit then you are not one of gods um any anything that is established by a person that produces the fruit of injustice bloodshed and 
any sort of violence, gross violence against the vulnerable, against a disenfranchised community, um, I, I would beg to challenge that that person is not a Christian or was not built on a Christian foundation, a true Christian foundation. So a lot of times we act like this is a nation of God, a Christian nation. Um, but in reality, the ruling God in America is mammon. Mammon is a principality. Um, so you may have heard the scripture where it says, um, you know, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authority, against the cosmic powers over this present dark, over this present darkness, against principalities of evil in the heavenly places. Um, that is a scripture. Um, it is in Ephesians. It's in Ephesians, right? Child? Hold on. Y'all, don't let me get no scripture wrong. Yes, Ephesians 6 and 12. Um, so yeah, Ephesians 6 and 12. And we hear this a lot, but we're not exactly, we may not exactly be sure what princi- the word principality means. So in the Christian faith, <clears throat> especially being under the new law, we now understand that this fight that we are fighting is a spiritual battle. That to everything that is natural, there is a spirit realm. Um, And those who are inclined to that spiritual realm, you know that the spirit realm is probably more real than even our natural realm. And therefore, that there are real forces, that there is good and bad, light and dark, um, which are fighting and tugging against each other in that spirit realm. And we know that the, the kingdom of God is working for our good, is working to establish Christ um, as king, being that um, he is righteous, he is holy, etc. But then there is a very opposite kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, which is ran by the enemy, which we know is already disarmed and dismantled as the Bible declares, having been defeated on the cross. Uh, but the enemy's whole objective is to be, because he will be damned to the lake of fire, a little eschatology for y'all. Um, and his whole entire purpose is to take as many people with him as possible. Uh, right. That's just kind of like our basic pillar knowledge, whatever. Um, but a principality um, is a high ruling. So the devil is not just in this by in this by himself. Um, he has servants, workers, um, appointed people, just as the kingdom of God does. And so, just like the kingdom of God has angels, has you know seraphims, has um, archangels, and so forth and so on, the enemy does as well. Um, but they're fighting for two different purposes. And so when we see principalities, they are ruling powers, high ruling powers. So these are not your average demons or your average dark forces. Um, but they are people with a amount of authority, um, and are particularly strong, um, and actually the definition, the textbook definition, um, or I should say the Webster definition of principality is a state ruled by a prince. So principalities are dark princes um, and they rule over territories, over regions, over countries, nations, um, so forth. So when you look at how America was built, you will find that America is most likely, not even most likely, but it is founded um, and it is ruled over by the principality of mammon. 
So you say, well, Shay, like, does every country, does every region have a principality? Um, pretty much. <laughs> um, like I said, that there is a real spiritual war going on right now. Um, and there's kingdom and light fighting against each other. And the whole entire one's agenda is to liberate and to free as many people as possible um, so that we may reign with Christ. And then you have another agenda is to buy is, is to oppress and to keep as many people bound as possible um for the simple fact that like you know just putting in layman terms the devil is miserable he's so mad he's mad and he's miserable and he wants as many people to be mad and miserable with him um and so when you look at the function of the principality of mammon you can go back to egypt um, Egypt was a particularly strong country, a strong nation. Um, they also had slavery. They enslaved the Hebrew Israelites, um, and the and, or even like Babylon. Um, so these these nations put an emphasis on profit, on money, on gold, on greed, and material wealth. Um, and because of that, it was always profit over people. And so when we go to look at the actual definition of capitalism. The definition of capitalism is an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state. So it is a man-made economic system and in which the means of production, so mean all the wealth, a uh, majority of the result of the production of labor um, is controlled by private ownership. And so what you have are the workers and the laborers are left with the scraps. If you did not know, um, about 30%, about 70% of the world's um, wealth actually only, be only belongs to 20% of the world's population. And I'm talking about global. So the entire globe, the entire globe, just, you know, go to each country, like go, search up some countries and look at like, I guess their net worth. What would that be? Um, GPD or G, you know, y'all, I don't know. Uh, y'all, I, um, me, math, economics, all that stuff. Like the, like the money part and like the terms. I know a little bit, but not like that. But y'all get what I'm trying to say. Amen. Amen. Um, but even <laughs> even if you go to, you know, how much these money these countries pull in, um, you know, per year annually, um, and then you just like begin to add that up and you just think and just kind of put into perspective the wealth global, like of the entire globe, 70 percent of that belongs to about only 20 percent of the world's population. 70% of the globe's wealth only belongs to 20% of the world's population. And so that leaves only 30% to the re to the, to the to the rest of the eight, to to the near 80% of the world's population. But that is because most countries when you look at Britain, when you look at a lot of Europe, when you look at um America and even country and even other countries um who may identify as not being a capitalist country but I mean if you if your country thrives off of capitalist principles then you're a capitalist country um but yeah so that just gives you kind of like a thought um about what capitalism does um and even in America only six families actually own majority of the wealth 
Um, and they actually control, not even just own, but they control most of the U.S. economy. Why is that? First of all, America was built off of profit over people. When you look at um, how America was built, of course, through the slave trade. Remember, when Christopher Columbus brought, when he first touched the Americas, he brought slaves. Those ships had slaves for him. Why is that? Um, capitalism, the official definition of it, and like the official political or economic system of it, develops in about uh, the 16th to 17th century in Europe. And so as the textile in industry was growing, which is like cotton, um, and stuff like that. Um, you had the cotton gin. Um, but one thing about capitalism is, is it's unsustainable because it's always going to need to grow. Um, it cannot be maintained in one spot. It causes things to always shift and to get bigger and to increase. And so because the demand for cotton began to grow, you needed more cotton. Um, and during the industrial boom, um, you had the growing of industries. One, of course, like I just mentioned, being cotton. So you see where I'm going with this, right? So then what happens? So then you invade other countries like Africa um, and you exploit those people. And then you take them... Um, Take them to America. Remember, again, the textile and the whole cotton industry, it needed American cotton. And so what happened is now you have an entire system. Um, the back of capitalism is now built off of the backs of slavery. One thing about capitalism is it, it will always need something or someone to exploit. Um, it's not about profit for the entire an entire community or an entire nation of people. But what happens is, is that you have a few people um, who put their hands in early. And when they're able to exploit a thing, they reap all the benefits benefits for it. Um, one thing about mammon, and this is here where the spiritual context comes in, is mammon thrives. Remember, the Bible says that the root of all evil is the not money itself, but the love of money. And we're going to get into the root and the origin of mammon um, in the Bible. But remember, the Bible says the love of all money. The I mean, excuse me, the root of all evil is the love of money. Um, and the Bible also tells us that we cannot serve two masters. So we can't serve God and we can't serve money. Um, and that actually, that scripture actually translates into mammon. We cannot serve mammon and we cannot serve God. One thing about greed, greed coincides with lust. Remember, um, remember that lust is the appetite of demons. Uh, lust is not only just about uh, a, a sexual need or a sexual desires. But when you lust and when you crave after a thing, you literally have overturned your hunger, your ambition into a demonic force or a demonic entity. Uh, because demons operate with greed, with lust. It's always more, 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 more. Um, hell is not, hell does not have a, uh, hell has no boundaries. Um, evil, darkness, perversion has no boundaries, which is why when it comes to lust, greed, uh, pov poverty, capitalism, not only is the breeding ground for wealth, but it's the breeding ground for poverty. Because the more, because when you have people who have an opportunity and a chance um, to gain more money, who are greedy, um, who want, 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 they are going to take advantage of a people and they're going to pick um, specific people to take advantage of specific groups. Those specific groups end up being the most disenfranchised groups. At the time, it was African. I, even though Africans weren't initially disenfranchised, but we know that the Europeans, I don't know if you guys ever heard of a book um, or an entire research 
called guns, germs, and steals, but be guns, germs, and steel. But because Europeans had access to those things, of course, you know, they had diseases and things which Africans and which indigenous people were not native to. And then of course they had guns and, and steel power. Um, they were able to successfully conquer these countries and their people. And so then, and also this is something I didn't really put into thought and for this episode but then you have the growth of darwinism as well and so now you have science which is which is racist racist science which tells us that you have one group of people who are superior who is better than or who is scientifically or genetically built to be better than everyone else to be better or more civilized than Africans and indigenous people or to Asians or whatever you may have it. And so then you mix that um, and you take into account all of the resources that Europe has have. Um, and then you take into account uh, um, this new industry that's booming and that's growing and this new economic power that gives you the ability to create and generate as much wealth as possible, but only at the expense of exploiting someone else. You now have a system which is complicit in racism and discrimination and prejudice and bias. Why? Because if you, if science, if now the new and popular science is telling you that you're better than someone, you now have a reason, have a just justified reason to go and exploit those people well i also have this new industry or i also have this new thing and i want to make more money i now and you and you have a, a now you have this greed festering inside of you why not use these people who are already savages who are already uncivilized who i already um am supposedly superior then this must be their place anyways which kind of takes us even to the whole manifest destiny thing which the united states developed during imperialism um which is why actually colonialism and capitalism they have grown up together so they have no choice but to be intertwined um and so now we see that the united states of america now is built off of this economic uh, economic system and this power because they're built off of slavery um you have slave owners um, the means of production, production and labor were the slaves, were the cotton industry, right? And all of the money, all of the profit, I don't think y'all realize how much money, like, do you know that these, like, these six families, um, or even just in general, the most wealthiest families and companies that have been in America for long, for like long periods of time, they are still, they still, like they are built off of slave, slavery money. They still thrive off of slavery money and even just not slavery, but sharecropping, uh, which came after slavery, which was technically, I mean, after, you know, once slavery was over and you had slaves, you know, they didn't have anywhere to go. I'm mean, excuse me. I don't want to say slaves, but I want to say enslaved Africans. Um, because they weren't slaves, but they were just enslaved people. Excuse me. Um, but enslaved Africans, you are free, but where do you have to go? You know, you can't read, you cannot write. And a lot of, and so what, what happened was slave masters would pretty much manipulate enslaved Africans into um, certain debts. So then you're working for these masters for the rest of your life. So you're really not free. Right? Because slavery has reinvented it, has reinformed itself. Why? Because 
capitalism, in order to get the United States of America to where it is today, it needed a, a group. It needed a group that it was able to exploit and to, uh, and to justify its exploitation to use to grow its capital. And so the slaves never saw any bit of that money. And when share ca- sharecropping came around, they were paid low wages. So now do you guys understand when we look at the definition of capitalism and how it's the means of production, which are owned by private owners and investors in which the actual laborers and the people who are doing the producing see very little of that profit or only a certain fraction of it. There is no reason why in the midst of a pandemic where you have people who work at Amazon who are trying to figure out how to feed their family and feed their kids are doing, um, and they only have a check. They only have one uh, $1,200 stimulus check to last them for what? how many months has it been? Has it been almost like five or six months? But then Jeff over here, Mr. Jeff, he, 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 this man made what? Like 13 more billion dollars or something? Some, like some crazy number. But yet, like I said, his employees are, first of all, are already working in horrible conditions and they cannot even properly actually enjoy the fruits of their labor. Which is why people say no billionaire has ever became a billionaire ethically. Because to actually generate a billion dollars, once again, you have to become compliant in a capitalist system, in a capitalistic society. And capitalism will always exploit people. It will always take advantage of a people. Um... And so when we talk about America, when America says that we are one nation under God, it's a lie. America is a nation that is built off of greed and is built off of the lust of money and capital. It has always put profit over people. Um, this is why you see the things today. It disregarded an entire race of people's life and their human and their human dignity to make money, to fuel an industry. When you look at um, the Industrial Revolution in America, you know, when you had the coal mines, a lot of those people were people of color or were immigrants. You know, you had Italian and Irish immigrants who they were not yet seen as white. And so what did that do? What did what did those um, there's actually a name for those people? I can't think of it. Um, Dag. Um, but they were they were company they were CEOs and and company owners, um, and a lot of these people were part of Congress were a part of government, and I mean literally would pay was was making millions and millions of dollars, which are now worth billions and billions of dollars in today's money, and we're paying these people dust, and these people had to live in projects in ghettos um, without proper. Um, uh, without proper windows and insulation and and sewage and all that stuff. And so when it comes to the principality of mammon, it's not all it's not just a way of um, a way of life for the elite. It's not just a stronghold over the elite, but it's also a stronghold over the poor. Poverty has no choice but to be widespread when you live in a society that promotes and actively participates in capitalism. That's why the love of money is the root of all evil. Because when we look at what those men and their boats coming to America did, how it slaughtered the indignious, because they needed more land. When they needed more land to find gold, when they needed more land to set up their plantations, they went and murdered, pillaged, and raped a whole bunch of indignious people.
enslaved a whole bunch of Africans, invited a whole bunch of other then which were noted as people of color to go and do the work for them while they got richer, while those people died of all type of diseases because no one cared to pay them enough wages to actually live off of. Today, when you when, when people talk about riot and looting, people... Baby, who, why, yeah, I'm gonna get me a Gucci purse. Y'all only gave me $1,200 and my rent is $900. And it's what, month six of this pandemic, which our gun, our, our country is actually fumbling. And then a lot of that money went to private business owners and private industries like the air and like airline bailouts, uh, and, and, and hotels and, and hotel chains and stuff like that. Meanwhile, small businesses and the actual people of America got paid the cr- got paid the crumbs in the dust, which is why we reopened so early when we weren't ready to, because America will always put their economy and the love of money over people. Even today, you can look at sex trafficking or human trafficking, right? People say, well, why why aren't we cracking down on human trafficking like we should be? Why isn't this like a, a, a national, like a, a state of emergency? Um, right now, indigenous women on, on like Native American reserves, they are facing a crisis. Indigenous, like we talk about black women, which of course we know black women are also being disregarded as in terms of human trafficking and alarming rates. But also, we cannot forget our indigenous sisters. Um, Native, the current, the Native American, the Native American population only makes up like less than or just at two percent of the population. But yet, indigenous women are going missing, like vanishing into thin air. And our government, if you ever have time, I definitely encourage you to go look up um, the stories of uh, of the Native Americans still on reservations um, and the type of horrors that their women go through. I remember. A couple of days ago, I was actually listening to a girl, uh, a woman, excuse me, um, where both of her sisters were taken. And she has no answers, no nothing. Um, but also, when you look at things that are happening with Jeffrey um, Epstein and you look at how many Congress people and people in government who are possibly complicit with this thing and um and, and which you know no one is you know for legal purposes um no one is guilty until proven innocent um or wait how's that go Oh, innocent until proven guilty, child. I bush it. Anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, even, even that whole thing. And then you look at how sex trafficking is actually a billion dollar industry. Our country will never, never, ever, ever pass up the opportunity to make profit off of a thing, no matter how evil, no matter how violent, no matter how cruel it is. But why? That's because our country disregards women. America is one of the top 10 places that's unsafe for women. And yet we're supposed to be one of the most advanced, one of the most free, one of the most safe countries there is. So, of course, it's not going to care about human and sex trafficking. They're willing to send our children into COVID petri dishes, which are schools, because, you know, kids can't keep their hands to themselves. They're willing to send our, our, our kids, you know, like sheep. 
America does not care about its most vulnerable, its most disenfranchised communities. Why? Because America cares more about money, its love of money, than it does the actual people. And this is why America does not serve God. America is not a Christian nation. But America is one nation under mammon because America is a slave to their love and their lust and their greed of money, which was which is why we will never be able to successfully denounce successfully successfully be anti-racism unless we are anti-capitalism because anti-capitalism has an a i mean capitalism has enabled racism racism has enabled capitalism colonization imperialism all of that stuff has literally bound itself binded itself with a spiritual covenant with mammon And it is literally what rules over this nation. And I think that, you know, even when we talk about, oh, we need more black CEOs, we need more black billionaires. Um, I'm all for black business. I'm all for communities, not for one person, but for communities generation uh, generating and redistributing money and wealth throughout their communities. Um but all that is when we're talking about, you know, we want black private owners and stuff like that. All that is is inclusive capitalism. It's why women who work at Fox News or work for Donald Trump, even though of some of the most disgusting things he said about women. The problem is people get to the room or what we say they get to the table, but. People also, they come into alignment, they come into covenant with that same greed, that same appetite, that same lust of material wealth, um, of ego, of pri- all that stuff, all that stuff that works in, ta- works in agreement with mammon. They come into agreement with it. They're indoctrinated by it. And instead of challenging the perspectives and the ways and the systems of the table, they conform to it. Which is why we don't need more black, oh, we need more black billionaires. Remember what I said? I mean, not saying that it's impossible, but it's very rare, slim to none, that you will find um, a billionaire who has not made their billion dollars from unethical uh, unethical circumstances. Um, And so our goal is not, shouldn't be inclusive capitalism, but we should live in a society in a country, in a world that does not put profit over people regardless. We should all be anti-capitalist because we should be anti-racist. We should be anti-racist because we are anti-capitalism. America's greed and its craving for material wealth and possession has been here since these um, them colonizers touched the land in the 1600s. The disregard for human life, for value, for monetary value is so strong. It is the stronghold over this country. Um, and so when you look at and, and one thing about the, the, the principality of mammon, when it comes to capitalism, um, when you look at how people are unhappy, like the, the depression and, and and how people are literally burnt out because we consistently feed people these lies. Rich people don't sleep. Child, rich people, rich people don't sleep eight hours a week. Child, no, they sleep 12 hours a week. Or is this some, this thought that 
you know, people of CEOs of multi-billionaire companies that they work harder than poor people. I say this all the time. If um, it truly was just about if money and wealth in the United States of America was truly just about hard work, a lot of our mothers would be would be rich. (laughs) And if it was just about your mindset, then a whole lot of billionaires would be dead broke. And and of course I'm not I'm not disagreeing with the renewal of your mind and coming out of mindsets and agreements because I do believe that the Lord um has set upon us, especially in this hour, to prosper um and to have abundance, meaning, you know, we have more than what we need. Um, but I think we also as the church, we have to get into mindset that kingdom wealth should not, does not, and was never ordained to look like the same wealth that we see out in the world. Because it does not belong to us, but it's what it's called. It belongs to the kingdom. It's why in Acts, you had people who were millionaires, who were billion, who or you know maybe billionaires in this time. They had money, but when it came to the spreading of the gospel and li- having to live in communities with each other because they were under constant terror, everyone was so able to give up their riches or to redistribute their wealth properly because they understood the importance of community and of redistributing wealth, that their wealth was no longer their own. And that's a requirement. If we truly want to see the kingdom built in this time, which we know that we are in the midst of revival and revolution, then we will have to give up the thought or the notion that if we are called to entrepreneurship, if we are called to business, if we are even called to, you know, have a lot of money or to be rich or to be wealthy, you have got to understand that this is not yours. It does not belong to you, which is why Jesus told the rich man, it is easier um for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. You have got to put your greed or your appetite, you have to got to put your appetite under subjection as it pertains to material possession and wealth. So yeah, <laughs> if we are anti-capitalism, if we are anti-racism, anti-injustice, we must be anti-capitalism because capitalism um, is what has allowed and what has given this country, not even just this country, but countries all over the world, the breeding ground and the cultivation space um, to, to, to commit injustice every single day against people and against their most vulnerable communities. Mm. It should not, our economy should not be more important than the livelihood. Capitalism directly goes against the foundations which this country is supposedly built on. Um, Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If you look at depression in this country, if you look at the way women aren't even aren't even able to fully enjoy, you know, their pregnancy or have downtime. Um, because, you know, you a lot of companies don't have paid maternity leave. In the midst of COVID-19, child, you get sick. Some of these countries have been laying people off left and right, because, and, and which is why, you know, the working class cannot be at fault for this. You know, we talk about, oh, y'all are still going out to work and da-da-da. People have to because capitalism forces us to be complicit in it. You don't have no money to pay your bills. No, you don't want to go out into a pandemic, but you have to. So, yes, we are not one nation under God, 
Um, we are one nation under God, but it is not Jesus Christ. It is mammon. This country has a festering and has a growing affection and a fondness um, for money, for the elite, for rich, for wealthiness, for riches. Um, but yeah. So I just would even talk to you guys when you look at your goals when you look at your ambition are they subjected are they have you brought them under subjection to the will of God because if you have not then you can be indoctrinated under the stronghold which is the mindset the doctrine of mammon And I see a lot of Christians doing this today, which is why we see so many pastors and so many churches being exposed for all type of fraud and for all type of money um, issues. Because we believe that when it comes to when we say, um, don't be like the be ye not be like, don't be conformed to the ways of the world. A lot of times we just immediately think of smoking or drinking or part or whatever. But even that pertains to the way we do business, to the way we conduct our careers. Like I said, if you are a kingdom person, if you belong to God, if you have been transformed by the power of Jesus Christ, you shouldn't be looking at Bill Gates for for, for your business plans and for your plans of wealth. These people have gotten rich by exploiting people and they commit all sorts of evils to, to maintain it. Because remember, once you sign yourself over to the devil, to mammon, to whatever principality, dark prince or ruling power, you it comes with a sacrifice. And, it, and, and there's a continual sacrifice. You become a slave to that thing. And America is a slave. That's why it's constantly sacrificing. We're about to sacrifice kids. We've been sacrificing uh, brown and black people at the border. We sacrifice those slaves coming over to the slave ship, coming over across the Atlantic. So, yes. So I admonish you. Um, if you're a person who's called to entrepreneur, if you're a person called to corporate America, um, to even work in these positions, in these companies, I admonish you to make sure you put your app, your appetite, your ambition, and you make sure you hand it over or else you will also become a slave to mammon. One of the most powerful people, one of the most threatening people to mammon is a person who understands wealth, who understands money, who understands the need of redistrib- redistribution of wealth, um, but will not bow to him. Because remember, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, Satan presented him with the riches, with the the kingdoms of the world and Jesus was not no broke man already Jesus himself he was a very successful carpenter he had Jesus had a couple zeros in his net worth but he understood the power of redistribution of community of not bowing down to the love and the greed that comes with material possession possession and wealth so yeah that's this episode child is still 45 child okay um, I thought it was going to be a little bit more cutthroat and straight to the point. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, and one thing I really want to start doing is suggesting like reading topics and material to you guys um, at the end of episodes. So please like let me know on social media. If you have me on social, what are my social medias, child? 
I always say, like, oh, you guys can talk to me on social media, but I don't feel like I should give y'all my social media information. Um, what's... So, Father, even now, everyone who is under the sound of my voice, I just pray, oh God, Lord, that their flesh even now comes under to subjection, God, that their ambition, oh God, Lord, that what they want to see fulfilled in their lives, God, that they have decided and they have made a choice to stand firm in your will and your plans, God, that we die to ourselves daily, Lord, that we understand that our desires must converge with your desires, God, Lord, not for us to live an unhappy life, not for us to live a life which we feel is unfulfilling, but we know that your ways are all more perfect than ours, that, their thought, that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts, God, and that the destiny that you have planned out for us is greater than anything that we can think of, God. So we just even now turn over our hearts, turn over our, our, our appetites, what we want in life, why our motives and our intentions over to you, God. I even now speak over every entrepreneur, Every future CEO, CFO, everyone who was under the sound of my voice, God. But Lord, give them boldness and give them courage, Lord, to live and to conduct themselves in a way, in a manner which is ethical according to your precepts and according to your standards. But give them the boldness and the words to say in the board and the meeting rooms, God. But give them the in the innovative and the revolutionary uh, um, plans and the ideas on how to revolution, how to revolution the way we see business owning, the way we see ownership, the way we see, um, the way we see business ideas, the way we see money, the way we see wealth, God. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that we do not fall victim to mammon, oh God, Lord. For we know in this hour you are exposing the kingdom of darkness, its plans, its intentions. And we are now in a stage where we are executing the plans and the heart of God in this season. And even now, God, I just pray for your intercessors. I just pray for those who will stand boldly up for your word and up for your standard, oh God. God, and we bind the kingdom of darkness, which comes from mammon. And we even say now, we even put the kingdom of darkness on, 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 um, we even put the kingdom of darkness on notice, on notice that we are bolder than ever, that our courage has been built up, that there is a remnant who will not bow to mammon, who will not bow for the love of money, but who have been battle tested and they are ready and they are armed and they are coming like arrows of deliverance. And we even begin to shake and pr shake and rattle the prison doors of mammon. We even break the back of poverty. We break the back of perversion. Which, which feels and has possessed those in power, oh God. And we declare that the word of the Lord says that every injustice will be made just, that every, that every bloodshed will be made right, that every victim, that every person who is oppressed will be made victorious. And we declare it in the earth. And we declare that as revival and revolution goes forward, we declare that the remnant of God will be ready, will be on guard, and that we are in the most pivotal times of history, but we will not bow, but we will not shake. We will bend, but we won't break. And we declare that the name of 
Jesus has already dismantled mammon and we say to his kingdom, to his devices, that you are already defeated, you are already disarmed, and you are already dismantled for every system which perpetuates the stronghold of greed, of lust, of money, of the love of money will be toppled over and the kingdom of God will establish its dominion and its eternal glory in the earth and let it be known now forever and evermore. And so this we pray in the name, in the blood, in the matchless, and the undefeated and pure name of Jesus. Amen. So I love you guys. Um, this was such a good episode. I feel like I wasn't as turned up as other episodes. I feel like this is a little bit more calm. <laughs> but yes, I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you so much. I will talk to you soon. Bye.